Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Here we go. What's going on, guys? Thanks for listening to another episode of the LCR Media Podcast. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Tally Farrell. On today's IBG episode, I wanted to try and get this out. I want to get this out a little bit sooner, um, seeing as how it's pretty late in the season here for fall aerations. Um, you know, for those of us with uh, fall, with cool season grasses, I should say, like tall fescue and so on. Uh, most of you are probably halfway through, if not wrapping up. So I, I apologize for that, but let this be food for thought for, you know, for the future. And, and if you, you know, maybe if you haven't even done aerations or you were considering it or, or whatever, um, hopefully some of the things, the tips that I offer on this episode will, you know, will, will help in some way, if not, maybe even still, you know, this, this season, you know, I mean, again, depending on where you are, I mean, we can, you know, we still have several weeks left of aeration and seeding. Um, you know, you really just need that germination rate, the grass starts to grow and, you know, it's going to get cold and everything's going to slow down and go dormant eventually anyway. And then it pops back off again in the spring when things start warming up in, in you know, March, typically for just about everybody. Depend, I mean, of course, depending on where you are still, but a large portion of the country, you know, March is when things start warming up and spring starts popping off. Um, and then it just goes from there, April, May, and so on with all, it just gets better and better. So the, the new grass will pick back right back up where it left off and keep growing and hopefully be strong enough to withstand the hot, you know, summer dry heat. Again, depending on where you are here in central Virginia, it's, it's pretty rough around July, August, it's, you know, hundred degrees, real feel over that. Um, it's usually dry. We don't get a ton of rain or much rain. If we do, it's just like a little shower here and there, nothing to really soak the soil to help, you know, give the nutrients that the grass and other plants need. Therefore, you know, it requires a lot of irrigation and watering, you know, your plants, all that kind of stuff around here. So you want the grass to grow and be, um, mature enough to be able to withstand that. So I didn't even, I'm just like, I didn't even even say what, what I'm talking about. <laughs> obviously, or maybe not obviously, I'm talking about aeration and seeding. Um, it's something, you know, near and dear to my heart, I guess, a little bit. Um, it, similar to leaf removal. Um, it's something that I, I didn't really do right off the bat. Not that, you know, it's a d- different backstory with the leaf removal. That was way back in the first first couple episodes of the LCR Media Podcast a couple years back, way in those archives there. You can listen to that nightmare leaf story. That's coming up soon. I'll probably rehash some of that, you know, and, and going into the, the, the end of fall here into winter. Or probably soon I should, right? I should should learn that learn my lesson here and, and, and do these things a little bit more more early. I normally do, but it's just been a busy, busy year, busy season. Um I'm knee deep in aeration and seeding. Um I don't have any nightmare stories or horror stories of aeration and seeding. It's just something that coming from up north, I didn't really have a whole lot of 
familiarity with it. Like I'm from the state of New York, not Virginia. So um, we didn't really have do that that much up there. It was more really like a luxury service, a premium service. It wasn't anywhere near what it is down here in central Virginia with the acidic natural clay soil here in central Virginia or just Virginia in general. It's very hard and compact and the state of Virginia uh, recommends aerating every every year, every fall to help break up that compaction and, you know, get the, get the, the air and the sun and the rain and the, you know, the water, the nutrients in, in the soil and it helped the, the roots spread out a little bit and just break all that up for, for normal growth. And then of course you can seed at the same time and get some new fresh seed in the holes to grow and, and fill in and thicken up any bare areas and just thicken up your lawn in general. Cause that's going to be your best defense for weeds as well as keeping the soil from being, you know, from eroding really is the whole purpose of turf grass to begin with to keep from soil erosion. But now I digress into a more scientific thing there, but, um, you know, your lawn will be in better shape if you have nice, thick, mature, um, you know, turf grass, like tall fescue, for example, which is the, the premier, the pri the, uh, preferred grass type here in, in central Virginia. So, I uh, you know, I've been in business for about, um, for about for nine years now. And I've been doing aeration and seeding for most of that. I think my first year I didn't do it because again, I didn't really know much about it. And then I learned and realized what a benefit it is and, and so on and so forth. I don't want to really go too far deep into all that backstory because um, I, I looked up and I did see episode 179 last year, you know, uh, in September, towards the end of September and a little bit earlier than now. Um, but still that's kind of late in the game too. Or no, no, I'm sorry. It was the middle of September. I'm looking at two, two, that's 20, 2022. It was September 13th. The episode came out 2022 last year, which still, you know, aeration season had already started here anyway. Um, but episode 179, I talked about aerations and it's a long episode where I went off on all like some epic tangents all over the place that we're all still, relative and relevant and, and, and helpful and valuable and kind of in a roundabout way, you know, circled back to all these different things, but I'm not going to rehash all that all over again, because I really went into so many things on that episode. So this episode, I really just wanted to kind of touch base on some new things that I didn't talk about on that episode, um, last year that either I forgot about or just kind of, you know, recently with m as more time and more knowledge and more wisdom comes, more things kind of come to light. But so I want to point those things out real quick on this IBG episode. Um, I say real quick and that might be the kiss of death for me. Right. But hopefully it'll be uh, shorter than, than uh, episode 179. If you know, you know, um, or you can check it out and then you'll know. Um, but a lot of good stuff there. But Aeration and seeding, first and foremost, is one of the most profitable services that anyone in the green industry can offer. Lawn care, landscaping, all the above, hardscaping, whatever. I mean, you don't even have to know much about turf. You don't need any certifications for it, like, you know, fertilization, weed control, like, it's nothing like that. You can buy seed anywhere. You can get it at your big box store, your small mom and pop sto stores, your landscape suppliers, all that stuff. You can get it in bulk. You can just get one little tiny bag at a time. I mean... It's very versatile. It's 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 you know homeowner friendly as well as contractor friendly. There's different types of grass. There's all uh, different types of grass, different types of grass blends, different types of brands and quality and all that. I prefer 
over the years, I've gotten blue tag, blue uh, tag certified grass tall fescue from uh, Site One Landscape Supplies, where I've been going for the past several years. They've been really good to me. I got to know all the guys there, and they always have what I need. If not, you know, they call me ahead of time if they know they're going to be running low or whatever. Just a lot of great communication. A lot of you know, I have a question about whatever I ask them, and then they they answer it. Especially like if I break a sprinkler head, or someone else does, or backflow, or whatever. Hey, this is all you need. This, 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 and this. Boom, there you go. And then, you know, now I have those tools um, for forever. And, you know, oh, what kind of sprinkler head is it? Okay, here, here you go. You know, what, what the, you know, they're very, very, very friendly. So I've been very knowledgeable and friendly and helpful. So I've been going there for many years and I get all my stuff there grass seed, sprinkler heads, unfortunately, you know, just all kinds of other miscellaneous supplies too. I mean, I've gotten shovels and, rakes and pitchforks, you know, all types of stuff there. They sell equipment, you know, if, um, I don't know all the details of the equipment, but I got my Lesco spreader there um, that, you know, they've got like Z spray uh, machines there. They've got a, a variety of things, wheelbarrows, all types of stuff, not just, you know, um, materials, you know, like, like, um, like seed and fertilizer and um, weed chemicals, you know, weed, weed um, control, all that kind of stuff. But I get all that stuff there as well. So anyway, um, I get blue tag certified seed. There's so many different ways and and rabbit holes we can go down with this, but not to get too deep. I have, uh, you know, the high, for me, my direct, you know, commercial properties are probably different. You know, you're getting mass quantities of seed. If you're overseeding HOAs and things like that, or parking lots or whatever, they're probably not a hundred percent concerned about it being super perfect and whatever. There's just things that you pick up from commercial properties to residential properties that are more just satisfying those people's perception versus, you know, what, what's actually the the truth of the matter. So like, for example, um, you could probably get away with getting, you know, the cheaper, you know, like 80 something percent germination rate, um, you know, non blue tech certified grass seed wherever. And, you know, for the commercial properties and, and, for the residential properties, you know, you it, it it behooves you, or me anyway, for my high-end properties to get the highest quality grass seed so that when people ask what kind of seed, which this, this is all real life stuff, all real world things, when people ask what kind of seed you use, you tell them, I have blue seed, blue tag certified seed, and they could see it on your truck. You know, if you grab a bag, you, you know, fill up the, the, the spreader and then, you know, as much as you can fill it up, which is not an entire 50 pound bag, um, grass seed takes 50 pounds of grass seed takes up a lot of surface area. So those bags are a lot bigger than like a bag of a 50 pound bag of fertilizer, for example, they, they weigh the same, but it's a huge bag of grass seed. So you're not fitting that whole bag of grass, you know, so you get a Lesco spreader that says like 80 pound capacity. Well, you're not fitting a whole 50 pound bag of grass seed. That's, that just means the weight, it can hold that much weight. But depending on how big the material is, depends on how much you can fit in there. You know, also fertilizer weighs more than, you know, typically um, than, well, it definitely weighs more than grass seed. But I was going to say like different types of fertilizer blends weigh different, whatever. But so even those bags are different, like pre-emergent versus just straight fertilizer, whatever. All those combinations are different as well. So the bags are slightly different sizes, but they're all 50 pounds. So you can fit a whole 50 pound bag of fertilizer in a Lesco spreader, for example, because it's it doesn't take up as much room, but it, but it still weighs the same. So that you know, come back from that rabbit hole real quick. 
climb out of there real fast before I fall fall in further. But uh, you know, you, you fill up the spreader with like half the bag usually of grass seed. You put the rest down on the curb or next to the truck or trailer in case you need to, you know, get a little bit more towards the end or something. You know, people walking by, they can see your 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 uh your customer, your clients looking out the window, they can see the blue tag on it. If they if they don't know what that is, whatever. But if you say if they ask and you say I have blue tag and they they see white tag, you know, then they're like, huh? You know, or, or then they see the blue tag. Then they're like, oh, that's what that means. And, you know, people ask questions, they go to the stores, they want to know what that is. You know, you can just explain. I, I see early on with aeration and seating, one of the issues I had was, I guess, because I, you know, they thought I was like chucking the truck or something, you know, I was just, just solo young guy out there getting after it. And, you know, that's, this is a premium service. It's hundreds of dollars that you charge these people for one, because, you're typically using like 20 to 50, 25 to $50 worth of grass seed, depending on, I mean, maybe that was once upon a time. Now it's a little bit more, but, um, I'm not saying that's how much a bag is. You're not ever usually using a whole bag of bag seed on a, on a typical yard, unless you've got a really large yard. I mean, my biggest yards that are like, you know, I don't know, maybe close to 20,000 square feet. I'm using a bag, you know, of grass seed, maybe, you know, some areas I got to go a little heavier and things like that. But for, for my average yards, 10,000 square feet or below, um, usually I'm using a half a bag of grass seed so I can get two yards out of one bag. Um, my point there being you are not spending that much on the actual seed itself. You're charging for your time and the wear and tear on your body and the machines. Aeration equipment breaks down constantly because it's rough and tough. Aerating soil, especially if, if, you know, happens to be a hard compacted yard that, you know, they, they have no irrigation or they don't water that, that much or whatever. Um, and it's, 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 it's really, it's a lot of wear and tear, you know, most aerators are chain driven and chains, chains, uh, stretch and break and all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, if you're on a, on a ride on aerator, there's hydraulics involved. <clears throat> like for steering and things like that. And, and also, you know, um, pushing the tines down and bringing them back up. And so, I mean, that, that there's more maintenance there, things that could, could leak or bust or whatever. So there's just a lot of stuff, um, there that, uh, all of the wear and tear on aerating on aeration. It's, it's not like mowing a lawn, you know, mowers can withstand a lot more abuse, from cutting grass, you know, than, than aerating by, by nature, it is just a really tough service. It's tough on the machine. So it, which takes a lot of time, work and maintenance and all that, AKA money, and also a lot of wear and tear and energy on you and your body. Even if you're, I mean, if you're standing, if you're on a stand on aerator the whole time, that's great. That's, you know, if you can afford that, like, like I finally got one, um, <clears throat> that's definitely going to make you more efficient. You're going to get more done in a day without killing yourself and all that. But a lot of times you still need to bust out a walk behind aerator from time to time, um, uh, for certain scenarios and so on. Again, I go down all these kind of rabbit holes in the original episode, episode 179, where I break down what aeration even is, what am I even talking about? So if you're not sure what I'm even talking about, you might want to go to that episode and, and uh, give yourself some time <laughs> to listen to that one. But I talk about all the different types of aerators, what I've used, what I started with, all that. So I'm not trying to go down those rabbit holes uh, now. As it is, I almost fell down one and just pulled myself back out. Um, but anyway, so I really wanted to focus on the, the type of grass seed, the quality, all that. It really comes down to perception um, because, like I said, when I first started out, you know, 
people are paying hundreds of dollars for me to aerate and see their yard versus like a $50 cut, you know, mowing, mowing the lawn or something. And, you know, they're quick to come out like after a week and, and, you know, they're looking around, I don't see any grass growing. I don't see any grass growing. And, and it's, it, you spend a lot of time educating people, you know, like I would go out, go back out there. I'll stop by when I'm there this week to, you know, when I'm in the neighborhood this week, fortunately I, you know, I've built up route density early on. So, I don't have to drive all over town just for something silly like that. Like if, you know, even though I'm skipping their yard, you know, to to let the new grass grow, of course, uh, I might be cutting their neighbor's yard or somewhere on the street or in in the, in the neighborhood that, you know, has already gone past that part of aeration seating, or they just didn't get aeration and seating or whatever. So I can just zip on by and, and stop and see. And, you know, nine times out of 10, it's because they're oblivious. Like they don't even know what they're looking at or looking for, so many times coupled with, I don't see the grass growing is, did, did you put enough seed down? Did it wash away? Or like that, that's the thing, right? Oh, it just rained a whole bunch. Did the seed all wash away? Maybe you should, but you think you should put some more seed down or it's supposed to rain tomorrow or this weekend. Do you think you should reschedule the aeration seeding? Like those are common headaches. Um, I don't want to go down too many rabbit holes there, but it's like the answer is like, no, 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 and no. <laughs> like, just let me do my job. I know what I'm doing. Like, unless we have a tropical storm that dumps, you know, four or five inches of rain at one time, or, you know, we have a monsoon coming through where all of the air, the, all the cores, all the holes that were created from aeration, uh, fills up with water that, and then washes all the seed out. It's, it's, it's not, you know, like air, the cores are usually like two, to four inches deep. So it's got to rain. So just do some simple math, which people don't do. Obviously they just, they, everything's face value for them and they just freak out for no reason, whatever. Again, they're spending a lot of money and they don't really know a lot of times until you build up their reputation. But even still to this day, I have random people say things like that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we've, what do we have to go through this every year? Like it's the same thing every year. It's always going to be hurricane season. There's always, it's always going to be rainier in the fall, which is good for the seed. Like you're always not going to know what you're looking for and not be able to see the seed, not be able to see the grass. It's like, come on guys. So I end up being very proactive and then, you know, like trying to educate everybody ahead of time. Um, like I've said, I think in a previous episode recently, and and of course on this infamous episode 179, but I'll say it here again real quick. Like I have pre- um, pre aeration instructions and, and post aeration instructions for, uh, for, for all the clients that I send in an email. And of course, like the pre, the pre instructions is, is mainly informing everyone of what, you know, like flagging of sprinklers, you know, all the, all those kind of things to prepare for aeration. Then post is proper watering and things like that. Um, and within those instructions, I'm usually saying things like, um, like post, it's like, you know, po- the post email is water your lawn every day for seven to 10 days straight un- or until you start to see the new grass grow in the, you know, out of the holes that were created. Like, so people know to look in the holes, you know, like 
that's where the grass is growing out of. There might be some grass growing around the holes, but most likely that got washed away by your sprinklers or some rain and ended up somewhere else in the grass that you just can't even see it because it's growing with the existing grass. But it for sure, it went somewhere. It didn't just disappear unless the birds sw- swooped down and ate it. Um, but, you know, most likely it just ended up somewhere, you know, at the next closest spot of, of wherever it stopped, you know, usually another sp- spot of grass. So the bare areas don't always, you, you can't see all the seed there because it washed away or I don't use coated seed, which is my next point. I haven't found, you know, I, I, I have thought every year, the past couple of years, I'm like, man, I should just get coated seed. Like it's red or blue and it's coated with whatever the heck it's coated with. I think it's technically like starter fertilizer or something like, like it's supposed to help in some way, which it, it does, does nothing for that seed. Um, you know, that will, if it does have that, it'll absorb into the soil and help fertilize, you know, the soil and whatnot. But for the most part, the main reason why any contractor in my area anyway, uses colored seed is to alleviate one of the random headaches that I just, you know, rambled off recently about people's, you know, what they say. I don't see the seed. Are you sure you put enough down? Because the, all the seed is in the holes for sure. Yeah, that's, that's a guarantee. And this, the grass starts growing out of there. But if this, if the hole is two to four inches deep, that's several weeks. That's at least two. That's at least. So going on the third week, when we come back to mow, you know, we've gone now three weeks since we put seed down. It takes three weeks for the seed to, for the seed to germinate and grow the grass tall enough to start to be coming out of the holes. And then you be able to mow and everything's fine and whatever, as long as the ground isn't too wet and muddy and all that, you got to send another email proactively saying, Hey, we're going to be mowing again next week. Go ahead and, sh- and uh, shut your sprinklers off or so it depends. It's case by case. Most, I have the generic thing saying, you know, you can revert your, um, de- get your, you can reset your whatever revert. I think is the right word. Your sprinklers back to the original setting and you can probably reduce them a little bit, seeing as how it's the fall season, it's raining more, it's cooler temperatures in the evening, so the soil retains the, the water, the moisture more, so you don't need to water it as much, or if at all, really. Um, a lot of people are already getting their sprinklers winterized, you know? I mean, it's just that time of year. You really only need it for the summer when it's so hot and dry. Um, but So a lot of communication to try and alleviate some of these pain points for me. And then because it's frustrating when I have to deal with these things, you know, if I tear up a spot that was too muddy or, you know, whatever. And and of course the the people are going to think that as well when they see that they're going to freak out and everything. Of course I put, you know, fix it, fix it up, you know, smooth it out as best I can put fresh seed down. And of course that's going to germinate more because it's going to stick to the the mud really. And, 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 you know, it's just going to stay, stay there and get watered in and germinate and grow. So that's actually better in that situation. But a lot of these other bare spots are a little drier. They don't stay wet and, you know, the seed doesn't really do so well there. It only grows in the, in all the holes in the bare spot, not all in between the spaces like people think in their brains. And they, and, and so if you get the coated seed, 
like I said, the guys do this just because they don't want to deal with people's nonsense. And, and then they can just look and see, oh, yeah, look at all that red seed or look at all that blue seed. It just hasn't germinated yet. OK, or they probably don't even know that word, but it's just not growing yet. Hopefully it'll be growing soon, you know, and then eventually they come out and they look and it is growing soon. Like by the time you come back in three weeks to cut the lawn, guaranteed if you used good quality seed, it's growing. So when people call you halfway through that point, you know, I've been watering for for seven days, like you said, or 10 days, like you said, and I don't see any grass. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I always know 99% of the time they're full of it because they don't know where they're looking, what they're doing. They're expecting to see colored seed. I don't see the seed. So when I go there, I, I'm like, come here, let me show you. And I point it out. See all that? That's a seed. Oh, uh, I, I'm uh, oh I didn't I didn't see that I'm used to this or that yeah I don't use the color coded seed it's really a waste of your money because it doesn't do anything any it doesn't it doesn't benefit the grass it doesn't make the seed grow any faster so what what is the point other than for you to see it but you can see it now that you know what it looks like it's there and look you can see the little tiny baby grass coming out of it and look you can see the grass coming out of the holes that I made as well. It's going to take a little while for it to thicken up, but you can see it's growing. That's it's doing its job. And I try to say all that as nice as possible, but a little bit of sarcasm in case you didn't catch it from this. It's a lot less, I'm sure, when I'm talking, hopefully when I'm talking to people, but a little bit of sarcasm. I can't help, you know, leaks out here and there, unfortunately, because it gets frustrating when you're doing 40, 50, 60 people, you know, and, and, and a certain percentage of them have this, have this, uh, you know, difficulty, this challenging, you know, situation where they, they just, they, whatever, I don't even know how to explain, explain it, but categorize it. Just, they, they just have these moments where they, they think that, you know, you, you didn't do a good enough job or something, I guess, you know, and they're, they're all worried or paranoid or whatever. Like, I don't think my grass is growing, blah, blah, blah. One time I saw one of my, my clients in the, in the, the dentist's office, I'm sitting there waiting on my kids or my son getting his, you know, teeth taken care of, cleaned or whatever. And I'm sitting there and here he comes, dropped off to his, his daughter and he sits down and he just starts talking about a bunch of nonsense, talking about, you know, first like, hey, how's it going, whatever. And then he starts talking about lawn care, just out of nowhere. He's like, I don't think that seed's growing, man. It didn't, it didn't take. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really a shame. Like just out of nowhere, like super awkward, uncomfortable in the middle of the waiting room. I'm like, oh man, that's a bummer. Like I, and in this case, I was like, I was literally just showing your wife the other day that it's growing out of all the holes you can see it. And she was like, Oh, okay. I didn't, I couldn't see that before. So maybe you should double check with her because there's grass growing. And he's just like looking at me, like shaking his head in like, uh, agreeance and disagreeance, like, you know, cockamamie confusion. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't understand what's happening. I, I don't, I didn't see any seed. I don't think it's working. And, but now you're telling me you showed my wife and I'm really confused. So, I'm like, I just don't want to have this conversation at the dentist's office. Like, can we just like separate this? Like say, Hey, and whatever, like, Oh yeah, our kids use the same dentist. Cool. And keep it moving. Like, do we need to talk about the grass seat and talk about something that you don't even know what you're talking about and frustrate me on my personal time? So anyway, it is frustrating when that happens. So a little bit of sarcasm, you know, does come out every now and again. I just, I just, I just can't help myself. Hey guys, did you register for the Equip Expo yet? The sooner you do, the less you have to pay. You can use code LCR to save 50%. 
There is also a link in the episode notes to get you there fast. But if you're already on the website, you can just type in promo code LCR to save you 50%. Also, did you hear the rally is going to be at the Yum Center at 6 p.m. on Thursday night? The same place where the Third Eye Blind concert is going to be? Downtown next to the Galt House. That's right, the Yum Center. They're going to, we're going to have the rally there at 6 p.m. So I hope to see you guys there. That's free. Thanks to Echo and all of our other brand partners, like always. But this year, it's going to be at the Yum Center, downtown next to the Galt House, where Third Eye Blind Concert's going to be. Hope to see you there. Again, link to register for, for the rally and to save 50% off Equip registration is all in the episode description. Hope to see you there. Do you want to save time and energy while increasing profits? Make your truck do the work with TruckMate. TruckMate attaches to any standard pickup truck hitch with no modifications. Remove the tailgate and turn your truck into a material dispensing monster. With the push of a button, you can pull material like mulch, stone, and topsoil from the truck bed and convey it in either direction directly into a wheelbarrow in seconds. Now you can have one man take one truck to knock out some of the small jobs in no time. The conveyor can also be removed Move from the tarp roller, allowing you to unload any material right onto the ground. This could be handy for dumping debris or firewood deliveries. TruckMate can pull more weight than even your truck can hold. Plus, you can still attach a plate-mounted hitch to pull a trailer if needed. Think of all the year-round uses for this truck attachment to make your business more productive and save your back in the process. This is perfect for small residential lawn and landscape businesses. Head over to mulchmateusa.com and save $400 on TruckMate with the promo code LCR. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. LCR not only uses the TruckMate, but he gives it his highest endorsement. So I have thought about using colored seed, but it just seems like a waste of money in my opinion. I haven't even priced it, but I'm guessing it's a little more expensive than just your average seed. I bet it, it again, I don't know. I don't know any of this. I won't even speculate. I'm not even going to say, say it. Just I'm assuming it's more, but even if it's not more, I feel a little bit like defiant. Like, why should I buy this colored seed? just just to appease these people's nonsense just just to appease their perception you know like when i'm using blue tag expensive high quality premium seed that's not coated and it germinates and grows in seven to ten days like clockwork if they follow my instructions and if it rains somewhere in between there it's a sure thing even better but if they follow my instructions and water their yard set their sprinklers to be every day for seven days straight at least at night, only time I say this, only time that I, and I say this in the email, this is the only time that I recommend you do it at, at night and every day be, and, and only for a short amount of time. You know, you don't, it doesn't have to be blasting for 20 minutes. It could be five to 10 minutes. You're just keeping the grass damp. Excuse me. You're just keeping the, the grass damp, the grass seed damp so that it can germinate faster. You know, if you do it at night, like, you know, when the sun's going down, it will stay damp because it gets cooler at night. You got the condensation all over the grass and, you know, the seed just stays moist the whole night until the sun comes up and then it starts to dry back up again a little bit. And then you do the process again the next night and you do that night after night for at least seven nights. And that grass, sure enough, seventh or eighth day, I've, I've been back at people's houses, you know, like it's like a week later and I'm maybe mowing the neighbor's yard or something. I just take a quick peek over and 
see around the mailbox. Usually that's where the spots that kind of get a little wacky and, and you got to put some extra seed down there and you can see or, or along edges of driveways, things like that. You can see the new seed already starting to pop. You can see the little tiny peach fuzz and you're like, wow. So it works. It's good quality seed. I feel like defiant, you know, like I said, to not have to buy some, you know, colored seed just to appease these people's perceptions because they just whatever. So that, that, that is part of the issue that you deal with, with aeration and seeding. Um, so I try to, like I said, all the things prior emails, communication, point things out to people, try to get ahead of it, all that stuff. And, and a lot of it will go away with that as well as with time. If you've aerated and seeded for, for the same people year after year, eventually they, you know, when they see the results, they, they know just to just not bother you. You know, they know that you're going to do what you're, what you said and that you're going to get the results and they're going to pay you the 300 bucks or 400 bucks or whatever it is, depending on the size of the yard and how much seed you put down. And that's it. And you just keep it moving. But in the beginning, when you're nobody, no one knows anything about you. They think, you know, you might be trying to, you know, put, pull a fast one on them, you know, charge them all this money. You didn't even put any seed down or not enough or whatever. So you might want to look into the colored seed if you want to avoid that scenario, especially just starting out. At least people will see the seeds there before it starts to germinate and grow, whatever. That's that's on you. It's an option. Just just pointing that out. That's something that, that will probably alleviate some of those pain points. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, I do what I do. I like the seed that I get and use, and I just try to stick with my routines and not have to go down this whole, you know, this whole process of changing things. But anyway, that's... That's that. But back to like what I was saying uh, in the very beginning, anyone can do this. Anyone can do it. You can, you don't even have to own an aerator. There's so many places you can rent aerators. I don't know if they still do, but at one point my equipment dealer, you know, that fixes all my, my equipment and sells most of the equipment or all the equipment that I've purchased, you know, mowers, trimmers, blowers, all that stuff. Um, they, they, uh, used to, again, I don't know if they still do, but they, they used to rent aerators, walk behind aerators as well. You know, they're not, they're not the highest quality, fanciest, you know, aerator. If you want to stand on aerator, you have to buy one. Uh, there are probably some other places like, um, you know, Sunbelt rental or something, you know, these big, you know, commercial, uh, chain rental places that have all a variety of stuff. You know, I've definitely seen, stand on aerators on people's trailers with like a big rental sticker of some sort. And I think it might've been them. So, you know, you can rent all types from all different places. You just got to find out where you can rent these things and what types and rent them. But the bare minimum, you can usually rent a walk behind aerator, even if it's the tiniest one, it'll take you a lot longer for the bigger yards, but you'll, you'll get it done and you'll still make money off it because it's very profitable. It's you know, you're, you're paying for the seed and then you're paying a lot for your time because it, it takes a long time. It's, it's very physical, physically demanding, like I said earlier. And it's, it, there's also a lot of high risk in it because if people don't flag their sprinklers heads, you know, properly, or they forgot they had an invisible fence or didn't think it would matter, you know, those wires are buried very shallow, um, as well as any other wires, electrical. We're not talking about like, you know, Verizon or something like that. You know, we're not talking about cable wires or gas lines, that kind of stuff. And, and even irrigation lines, those things are buried deep enough that that shouldn't be a problem unless you like have, you know, have a, a stand on aerator and have it on full strength. It's like going down, like punching six inch holes, I think is probably like the max on mine. Anyway, I don't know why you would even want that. Honestly, the only reason why I adjust that is the, is based on the 
on the the compaction of the soil. If it's really hard, compacted soil, you know, I got to bump it up from two and a half inch setting to to three and a half maybe to to get that extra half inch that I should be getting to get a good two to two and a half inch core at minimum, you know, and then you get into a soft spot and you're like, whoa, and you get like a four inch, four and a half inch long, you know, you, you get the true setting that you have. So really you have to kind of play around with that and dial that in based on the type of, you know, soil turf condition that, that you're doing. Sometimes on the same yard, like the front yard might be dry as a bone, the backyard might be soft and beautiful. So you got to, you know, apply more pre- tying pressure in the front and then, you know, loosen it up or relieve it some in the back. So, um, so if you're going, you know, really like that, if if you're going six inches deep and don't really realize it, um, you know, you get into some softer turf. Yeah. Then you might bust something else, but the wiring electrical, like, you know, landscape lighting, you know, homeowner stuff, invisible fence, those things are very shallow and you can just, it's really really unfortunate as thin as that wire is that just goes across and you go across the aerator one of those times just happens to punch through it and just rips it like what are the odds of that right but it happens all the time like not to me but i mean i've seen plenty of people on social media you know some of my peers talk about it like there's always something that happens typically um when you're aerating uh because someone didn't mark something properly or you just made a mistake you got too close to something or you weren't paying attention or whatever you can slam into things cuz the aerators are super aggressive the walk behind aerators stand on aerators you have a lot more control cuz they don't they, they don't go unless you make them go like there's it's not the walk behind aerators you just pull the handle down and they just go they just they just drag yank you all over the yard and if you're not familiar with it and, and you know paying attention you can slam into all types of stuff, cars, you know, that's the most damaging thing, you know, slam into a sprinkler, um, you know, pipe backflow, you know, something that's the things that are sticking up in the ground and snap that in half or bend it or whatever, like all all those things have and can happen when you're aerating. Uh, The biggest thing is popping a hole in something that wasn't flagged that you didn't know was there or whatever. And I made sure in the early times that I put all that on my email, you know, in the beginning, the the prep email, like to, to do all these things, move stuff out of the way, furniture, trampolines, any stuff that can be moved that's on the grass that you want us to aerate, move that stuff off, flag anything that could potentially be damaged by the aerators, like invisible fence, you know, um, shallow electrical lines, like landscape lighting, things that are in your mulch beds and in the front of your house, um, anything you know valve boxes whatever all all those things and we are not responsible clean cut lawn care services is not responsible for any damage done by improperly marked um objects you know in 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 the yard i I learned that from a big company a big national company in my area um regional company nationals countrywide this is just the state of virginia large company in the state of virginia multiple multiple, um, sections all over the state of Virginia and, uh, a customer shared their, their email to them way back in my early, early years. I, I, I lucked out with that because they were basically giving me those prep instructions. Cause I'm the one that mows their lawn. And I mean, they, I don't think they were asking me to flag, but I think they wanted me to know like, Hey, they're coming next week or whatever day it is, mow the lawn shorter than normal, you know, like right before. So that was kind of what they were trying to tell me like, Hey, can you come, you know, instead of just telling me that they just forwarded me the email 
and say, hey, I'm, here's the instructions for my aeration that's coming soon. Can you take care of that? You know, and it was like this date, we're going to be coming, mow the lawn, you know, shorter, um, water a little bit, but not a lot to make sure the ground isn't, isn't, isn't dry. And then, and, but you'd also, also don't want it muddy and like all the verbiage that they use, like, you know, our machines work best when the, you know, when, when the ground's not dry, but it's not good when it's muddy, they don't work well in the mud and all this stuff and flag everything. We're not responsible if you don't flag things, something, and we damage it. Like all that stuff I got from this big company. I'm like, all right, cool. I just kind of customized it and, you know, uh, change some things, tweak some things here and there. But ultimately I try to rule all that stuff out, you know, like get that liability off of my shoulders. I mean, of course I still have general liability insurance and all that just in case, but nine times out of 10, you're not, you know, making an insurance claim for a broken sprinkler head or invisible fence wire, you know, it's like a hundred dollar fix, $80 fix, you know, or you just sit there and figure it out yourself, you know, like a, a sprinkler thing you can usually figure out yourself Invisible fence, unfortunately, that's something you got to call that company, whatever company it is, invisible fence or, you know, some, some off brand to come out and fix it. And that's why it's more expensive. So, um, but like sprinkler stuff, you can usually fix yourself if you know how, but it's a pain because it still takes time for you to do it. You know, you're like, man, I'm supposed to be done at home and eating and I'm here. It's, it's almost dark and I'm messing around with this sprinkler situation, you know, that, that, that I, that shouldn't have been, you know, they should have been marked or whatever, but still accidents happen as well that, that we do. Like I said, if you're not familiar with the machine, it can really take off on you. You can do a lot of damage and then the, the customers can potentially not do their part and then you can damage things. And so I rule all that. I take all that liability out, you know, and people do a good job. I've never had any problems with damaging anything because if they don't flag, I just, I move on, you know, and I put them to the back of the line. If they got to wait till the end of October, you know, right before winter, hey, that's on you. Like I came, you know, however many weeks prior to that and you didn't have anything flagged and all that's in the email. Like people know, I think this other bigger company actually charges a fee because it's a waste of their time and payroll to show up to someone's yard to aerate and it's not marked properly and then they leave. So like that was a wasted trip and they still got to get reimbursed for that somehow. So they, they actually um, have a fee for that, that they put in their email. So I don't have that, but I just tell people, you know, that they go to the back of the line and, you know, the first couple of years I had that all the time. I would show up, I'd have a, my whole day plan. I'd rent an aerator, you know, and, and plan it all out. Again, I go into more details about this in episode 179, um, but I rent an aerator. I, I would rent an aerator back in the day, dedicate a whole day, have them all lined up, and half of them wouldn't even be flagged. It's like, what is going on? Like, did, you know, did you not get my email? I didn't even have a CRM back then for me to be able to read the, or be able to see if they read the email, you know, just going through my regular Gmail. So I have no idea if they even read the email or they just forgot or didn't care or whatever, like you know, super rookie stuff that I was just trying to figure out and it got really frustrating and annoying. So implementing these things, you know, having a CR, you know, once I had a CRM, it was a lot easier to implement these things using service autopilot, having pre-made documents so I can just, you know, click on the batch of people that are being aerated, you know, the, the following week or whatever, and just click on prep, you know, aeration prep instructions and then send it to them. You know, Hey, your aeration date is, is blank or the week of blank, you know, here's the instructions. Boom. You know, like bam, bing, bang, boom. Right. It, uh, it doesn't take very long uh, for me to do that, to send it to 10 people, 50 people, one person, whatever. And then I can see if they read it and all that kind of stuff and send a follow-up email like the day or two before, you know, 
acting like I don't, you know, just, just a reminder, we're aerating, you know, in two days or tomorrow, please make sure you're, everything is, is done in this checklist, you know, knowing that they didn't read it. So hopefully they read this one and with, Oh, let me, let me get this done. So very few and far between does that happen where I actually show up and people aren't prepared. There's just some people that I know from other issues. They're just notorious people for stuff like that, right? Those are the people that don't pay you on time. And now I have credit cards on file. So I don't have to worry about that. But like these people kind of have the same personality flaws, I guess, the same characteristics, you know, they're probably always late, like two, two things, like two events, they're late paying you, you know, that they they forget to flag, like all, all these things. So, so some people are notorious and you got to put those systems in place, credit card. I mean, for, for, and it just, it just, it, it takes care of everybody. Um, you know, credit cards on file, you know, um, <clears throat> using an email platform that you can see if they read it or not, you know, all, all these different these different best practices and systems in place to help combat all this nonsense. So, so lots of high risk with this service, but it's also very profitable and anyone can do it. And it's definitely worth it. If you can figure it out, you know, like figure out like how, like, do you need to buy the equipment or can you just rent the equipment? It's definitely stressful sometimes trying to coordinate the rental because everyone's trying to rent stuff around the same time, you know, get this, the, the, the yards prepped and ready to go. There's a little bit of planning involved, of course, but from a profitability standpoint, it's definitely worth it um, if you're looking for these add-on services this time of year in addition to just cutting the grass. You know, if you don't have a fertilization weed control license, you don't, it's fine. You can still aerate and seed because you just need the machine, whether it be a walk behind or a stand on uh, or both and some seed, some good quality seed that you can get anywhere. So that's how I started the whole 40 minutes ago, start all this. Anyone can do it. It's very profitable. You can kind of go anywhere to get any of these things. But of course, you're going to get different levels, you know, uh, you and, and starting out, you just kind of get in where you fit in, right? But kind of evolve into the best setup that you can, like what I have now, a stand-on aerator that's small enough to fit in gates, uh, the small 36 inch gates and, and, you know, but still can cover, you know, the bigger yards just fine. And I also have an aerator attachment on my Toro grandstand multi-force so I can do the bigger, more open yards faster with that versus the smaller stand on aerator. That's a lot more narrow. Like I said, to get through the gates, So it takes a lot more passes back and forth. So some of the bigger yards, it definitely does take a little longer than it should, but that's better than having to bust out the walk behind aerator to get in the small gates. You know, I can just stay on one machine and just blow through it all. If I have a big yard, like I said, I know in advance, I just grab load up the, uh, the aerator attachment on the, the grandstand multi-force goes on the front. And then, and then this way I can get those bigger yards with that quicker. I just got to go behind and walk with the, uh, let's go spreader with the seed. I do have a ride on spreader sprayer, but this time of year, everything's so soft and muddy. It's it's just not the best. I've learned a lot of lessons that way. I'd rather just, you know, walk it out with the uh, Lesco spreader and not risk getting stuck and tearing things up and all that. You know, it, it, it is what it is. So, so I invested in the best as time went on, you know, like I started with like nothing, renting things and then kind of getting used things, just working my way up, way up. And that's what I recommend as for, for any of you as well, unless, you know, you want, you, you want to save up some money and invest in the best right, right away or, or whatever, or, you know, maybe you already have that, you know, most likely if you get enough aeration yards, you're going to pay off whatever purchase, you know, you walk behind or stand on aerator um, quickly enough, if not that one, that first season, definitely by the second season. So 
even if you do finance something, you know, you'll be able to pay that off relatively quickly if you uh, play your cards right, you know, market properly and, and all that stuff. So if you already have a client base, then boom, there it is. You just email all of them. Hey, we're doing aeration and seeding this year. If you're interested, let me know. I'll give you a quote. Bam. Like you just, you know, 50% of those people are probably going to respond. I would love a quote, if not more. doesn't mean all 50% of them are going to accept that quote, but that's a start and you just work, work your way from there. I definitely make sure I price this service high because like I said, it is a premium service. It's a very profitable, I want it to be a very profitable service and make sure that I'm not doing this work and taking this risk for lawn for grass cutting money. If, if you get what I'm saying, it, it's grass cutting is not nearly as profitable as just about every other service we can offer. Um, if we, if we know what we're doing and we, and we know our numbers and we price it properly. So, but I, so I price it high for that. And also it helps weed out. I, I don't think I said this part actually on episode 179. This is something else that I wanted to make sure I, I touched upon real quick is, um, making sure that one, you're pricing, um, you're pricing like you're using a walk behind um, aerator, not like you have a stand on aerator and keep that pricing because the average person is using a walk behind aerator, big or small. So however long it takes you to use that is that's how you should come up with your numbers and figure out how much to price per square footage and all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, the seed is just how, how much seed you're putting down, which is the, how whatever the square footage of the yard is. That's a lot easier to figure out. You got to kind of figure out how long it takes you on the average yards for a walk by an aerator and all that. And that's that that should be how much you charge. That should be, you know, your 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 rate. Um, even when you get a stand on aerator or if you start off with a stand on aerator, don't give people a discount. Like, just keep the same amount like you're just now being more efficient and saving time so that extra money should go in your pocket and help you build and grow your business maybe help you know purchase another piece of equipment whether it be another aerator or whatever or hire an employee whatever like you should be using that extra money to put back into your business you know maybe give yourself a a percentage you know of of that profit as well profit first plan that's a whole another episode for another day um you know, so that you can take your, your, your family out for, for dinner or go on a trip somewhere or whatever, you know, put towards vacation fund, all that stuff. Like, you know, don't, I, I know about the whole, you know, pass the savings on your customers and all, all that kind of stuff. I've been in retail my whole, my whole life before this. I get it. There's pros and cons to all that. I'm just saying, you know, even if you go from a walk behind air reader to a stand on air reader, you've now, you've now increased the amount of money for that piece of equipment, the which means the maintenance is going to cost more, the repairs and parts, there's going to be more parts usually, and they're going to cost more, they're going to be bigger parts, going to cost more, like everything about it is more, including you can do more work with it. You can get more yards done in a day because you're not walking, you're riding, it's faster, and you're not wearing yourself out. They're usually bigger and cover more ground faster, all that stuff. So it's more efficient, faster, all those things. So you should not charge less, if not charge more, because now you're paying more for this equipment and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, so there's that, but I also price this service high because it gets rid of the tire kickers. It, it filters out all the people that I don't want, the people that don't want to spend that much money and they're just going to, you know, nitpick every little thing and all that stuff. And those are usually not my clients, which is another thing. 
I, you know, personally, I stopped being an on, on call or on demand service provider, but you know, I'm not saying anyone else needs to do that, but all the years I just kind of, you know, last several years, I just whittled away at these things. Like, you know, each season was a different, uh, each season was, what was, was a, was a new, a new thing. Um, when, with each season, like mulch, um, aeration, whatever, like each seasonal service, I would apply is what, where I'm trying to get with that. Apply this philosophy where when people would call me, Hey, can you just give me a quote for mulch? Hey, can you give me a quote for aeration? And they were just some random person could be potentially in the same neighborhood that, that I'm in already, but they're not my client. And I'm just going to say, no, sorry, I only do it for my clients. And, and literally my, it's because my schedule is so busy and full with my clients that I don't have time for all these random extra people, these add-ons. I used to squeeze them in because I was chasing the money and it would stress me out beyond all belief because those were always the yards that problems would arise because I didn't know those yards. And someone would forget to flag something or you know they were, weren't watering properly and it was super muddy when you come around the corner on the side of the house and all these things that I've talked about previously um, on episode 179 and maybe even some leading up to this episode, but just... You know, those are where all the problems are because you don't know the yard and you don't know the person, you know, the homeowner and there's no real communication. You can send the communication out the same way and try and get them to be prepared, you know, prep and all that stuff. But there's no relationship there. You haven't built anything with them. So they're just going to do whatever they want to do. And that's it. Um, so I, for so many of those, for those and uh, so many other reasons, I just cut all that off. But when I get, but, but when in the, in between the transition stages where I was still, you know, accepting those people, still giving those people quotes, I, it would always be a high quote. Like it, it would be the, you know, like the high prices, like as high as I can make them that my clients pay for, cause they know they're going to get the results. Um, and I've established that relationship with them. You know, and these people would always, you know, most of the times they wouldn't even accept it anyway. And the ones that did, I would, you know, muscle it out and it would, you know, make me late coming home for dinner every day or that day of the week or whatever. And it it was just really stressful. So I stopped doing that. But a lot of those people were filtered out because of my pricing. So proper pricing is going to make you more profitable with anything. Right. But, you know, um, for some reason, we, we just don't get it with the pricing. Like. I mean, you know, all these labor intensive services, I mean, it's bad enough that we don't charge enough to cut grass. We've, we've established this terrible price precedent when it comes to mowing lawns countrywide, nationwide, people just don't expect to pay that much to get someone to cut their grass. Unfortunately, um, you know, we've, we've hardly moved the needle either over the last 10, 15, 20 years, which is really sad. So we have to, we have to make up the difference with all these other premium services like, you know, um, fertilization, weed control, aerating and seeding, mulch, trimming bushes, like all these extra premium add-on services, you should be charging a lot more for them, which will filter out, you know, the people that you probably don't want. They're just going to be problems anyway. And then, and, and also make you extra profitable. So, um, that's kind of my philosophy with all of that. I think that's all I had here. Um, oh, there was one more, one more little thing, man. This episode, I I told you, it was like the you know the the kiss of death. There, saying it's going to be quick, and I just went rambled on for fifty minutes of pure gold, right? <laughs> Late in the season of aeration, but oh man. So let let's try and wrap this up so we can uh, beat episode one seventy nine. 
um, if that's not a hint at all. Uh, otherwise, it's going to turn up being turn out to be just like that one. But then you'll have two. Uh, anyway, um, one one last tip, something that I used a lot this year because the yards are wet. It just is what it is. People just it is whatever you know, <laughs> it's what it is. Um, but when you're on a ride-on aerator, you know, hydraulically controlled aerator, a stand-on, I mean, aerator, um, you can do a lot more with it as well versus um, a walk behind only goes forward, not re- or I don't know, maybe the newest, they've come out with a lot of new new changes and updates and, and all these things for walk-behind aerators as well. But you know, back in my day, you know, once, once uh, way back when I first started, you know, the walk-behind aerators were pretty basic and they were only went forward. You know, if you wanted to go in reverse, you were just dragging, you know, pulling it, manpower, dragging it in reverse. And that, that really was kind of, didn't really do anything really. Um, but sometimes you did, and if you're in a tight spot or something, instead of going through the whole procedure of lifting the tines up and all that nonsense, if you know, you know, if you don't, you'll, you'll find out s- sooner or later. But, um, the hydraulic ones like stand on aerators, they can go in forward and reverse just because, you know, it's controlling the wheels. So the wheels and the tines and everything are all connected to the same chains. So they all move together in synchronization. So if you need to go backwards to get out of a situation, um, you can do that with the tines down. Like you can aerate forward and backwards. Now aerating forward is going to be best and you do less damage to the yard going going forward. But if you're in like a, you know, a slope or a, a tight scenario, or you get your, you, you find yourself in a, a muddy situation that you don't want to get stuck in, you can quickly get out of it by going in reverse while the tines are still down. Now, you know, you might tear the yard up a little bit more going in reverse in those situations, like I said, um, but it's going to help give you that more traction, especially if you're trying to go up a hill a little bit, like, cause the wheels, the drive wheels are usually very small. They don't have the best traction. They're literally just to transport you really from trailer to lawn, lawn to trailer, you know, like it's not meant to really give you traction around the lawn because you're not supposed to be driving the aerator around on the lawn. It's you're, you're, you're have the tines down and you're aerating around the lawn. That's it. It's literally just to get you up on the driveway, to get you from the drive, you know, like when you get onto the driveway, you're not going to be on the tines, right? So it's just to get you to roll to the, from the driveway to the trailer. That's the only purpose of those little wheels that are on there. So they're not going to give you the best traction. So if you're trying to get into tight spots, trying to back up a hill or go up a hill, whatever, you got to use the tines, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta use that with caution. You got to be careful and make sure that you're not tearing anything up, but that's, that's, that's really what, what, what you do, um, to, to little tip there, I guess that, you know, to, that, to help you guys out. But again, be cautious because you're going to do some damage, but if you need to get it out of a pinch, you just put those tines on and you can go one way or the other. Um, and that's, and that's that. So, wow. With all that being said, let's wrap this episode up in under an hour though, you know, with some added, you know, um, promotions or whatnot, it might be up to an hour, but we'll see. So I just wanted to really get this out. And I've been also, I've been kind of alluding to this episode. Um, and I just, I wanted to make sure that, that I followed through and put it out there. Even if it's late in the season, I still wanted to get this information out for you guys. And hopefully it's helpful now and later, and or later. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Um, make sure you guys click follow on Apple or Spotify or whatever podcast platform you're listening to. I would really appreciate it. If you click follow, then 
um, you know, to come up in your feed when, when new episodes come. It's very similar to YouTube if, if, if you understand that whole philosophy as well. This way you can just, you know, see when things come out. It's just easier. Of course, I have episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, but clicking follow really helps um, show you know, the podcast algorithm, I guess, basically like, you know, what a, what a, what a great job we're doing, I guess. Right. You know, the more follows and, and five-star rating reviews, all that stuff is all great. So I really appreciate it. If you, if you haven't left a five-star rating review, please go ahead and do so, um, on Apple or Spotify and also please follow, follow the show. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, until next episode, this is the lawn care rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.